What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. Today, I am joined by a friend of mine, Taylor Connor. And if you have been following me on social media, you've maybe seen me talking some about getting microneedling done and going to skin farm. And so Taylor is the wonderful provider I've been working with at skin farm. And so I'm very excited to have you here today to chat all things, skin health, body image, all that sort of stuff. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to talk all things skin uh, and kind of dive into what you and I have been working on and then just spending some time with a friend too. Yeah. So to start, tell me or tell our listeners, I guess, a little more just about you, your background, um, even kind of how you got into the work you do now. Yeah. So I really feel like I have kind of a, I don't want to call it random, but kind of like an eclectic (laughs) background. Uh Um, So I am technically a family nurse practitioner, like board certified. Um, But I've been a nurse now, oh gosh, like eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. So I originally started out at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, worked on the cardiac unit there. So really different world. Um, So worked with children, did heart transplants, congenital heart defects, that type of thing. Um, Ended up going back to Belmont University. That's where I got my master's. And then when I graduated, I actually ended up working in the mental health field, um, which obviously you and I can connect on. Um, So I worked in an outpatient facility for almost two years. And then kind of throughout that whole time or my career as a nurse, I actually was a patient um, at Skin Farm, which is where I am now. And it's so funny, one of the, like my provider, who's now in like our clinical leadership position, like one day while she was treating me, this was years ago, she was like, so you know, you could do this job. Um, Just like hadn't occurred to me that like, that was a path that was possible. But once I got it in my head, I was like, okay, this is something I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And I like a seed was planted. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to do this. And so it was uh, something I'd always wanted to do. It was my intention from the beginning. Um, it just kind of took me uh, a few different jumps and leaps to actually wind up in the field. So long winded yeah. way. That's how I ended up here. Yes. I love it. And how long, cause I guess the Franklin location Mm-hmm. open what a year ago or how long has it been open yeah so Franklin, yeah yeah so skin farm has been open the flagship is in nashville so it's been like five years now which is crazy yeah um, and then franklin opened it'll be a year i think in january okay uh, so I've been there a little bit since um after it opened but i've actually mm-hmm. been in the field of aesthetics for like almost three years yeah oh yeah because you were at somewhere else before skin farm 
Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, that's right. That's right. Amazing. Well, yeah, I would love even to start kind of talking about just like the work that you and I have been doing. So microneedling, what that even is, why it's important. Um, but even just, I feel like skin health in general, um, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate. I feel like I've always been the person, especially if I think about like college and maybe beyond college of like, okay, yeah, it's probably kind of important to make sure I'm like washing my face, using some products here and there. But I feel like until coming to see you, I never really felt like I had direction of like, okay, here's what you should be doing. Here's like why these are important. Um, here's what maybe you don't even need to be doing. So I guess that's kind of two questions in one because microneedling maybe is a separate thing. But maybe first, even just diving into like why it is important to take care of our skin. What are some like helpful, even just like starting places for people? Because I know there may be some people listening who are like, I wash my face with a bar soap and that's it. Like, so kind of even like where a good starting place for people is. Yeah. Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. One thing about skin or skincare in general is that it's really overwhelming or I think it is. There is, you've, you touched on this, um, you know, before we hopped on here, but there are, there's so much information out there. Um, there are so many people who have skincare lines mm-hmm. and lots of people, even your best friend or your mom is like, well, I tried this. And, yes. and so I find a lot of the time that my patients come in and they're like, okay, I, they've kind of like smorgasbord They either are like not on a routine or they have like 17 different products that they've mm-hmm. kind of like just heard were good and um, that they're using okay. together. So, Something I like to do with my patients is really strip that routine back to like the kind of bare bones basics. Um, So I'll definitely touch on that. But before I delve into it, when it comes to taking care of your skin and like why it's important. So maybe my interest, I'm just realizing this in my career is finding uh, things that people tend to not take care of and teaching people how to do that. So I obviously with the, and you do that with mental health all the time. Mm Um, but your skin is the biggest organ on your body. Um, and it is living and working and doing all of these things, just like everything else, uh, inside of us. And, but it gets neglected a lot. Right. So I think taking care of it for, um, from that perspective, just to keep yourself healthy, obviously skin cancer, everyone knows the risks, all that. Um, but beyond that too, I think it plays a role, um, in like our self-esteem. I think it can play a big role in, um, you know, if we're in the process of learning how to treat ourselves nicely, there's lots of mm-hmm. things we can do to our skin that like facilitate that process. And, and I think it can lead to feeling, you know, better about yourself um, and treating yourself more gently. If you treat like the thing that's holding you together yeah. gently too, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so definitely there, but, um, when it comes to like stripping back routines, something that I think is most important is figuring out what your skin type is and what your needs are. So there's lots of one size fits all when you're getting sold, um, like a product basically. Mm -hmm. And it just isn't true. Like there are products that work great for some people. Um, like my husband could use like really strong products and literally never have an issue with it. And if I put them on my face and my skin would burn off, so Mm, yeah, you can't do that. So, um, 
first things first, discover your skin type, find products that really um, tailor to what type of skin you have. And then what your goals are with your skin are also really going to drive your product choices. Because yeah, I find there are so many products out there. I feel like now also like every celebrity has a skincare line and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's easy of like, Oh, I like Hailey Bieber. Let me try her like skincare, like easy to just kind of like bounce around to, or like you said, it's like, Oh, well, my friend said like this serum is working amazing for her, but not taking into consideration, like, okay, do we even have the same skin type? Um, Mm -hmm. I think something that's interesting too, probably in the past, I don't know, five, 10 years, this like real, like, like, I don't know, awakening of all these, like, MLMs and companies that are like selling skincare products were then, and I used to do it too, as a way of like making money when I first started my business, but it's like selling products. But then like, I don't really know necessarily, like, do you need this (laughs) anti-aging thing? Do you need this group? So you kind of also just have like a random person giving you recommendations versus someone who's like actually an expert which now that I'm saying all that, I'm like, this has a lot of similarities to like diet culture too. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's everything. And so I wish I could say, um, it's really hard for me to answer like, what's it just a good routine for, for a good place for people to start because totally. I really do individualize my plan so mm-hmm. much. Um, and I, I think the most important thing is if you don't know what to do, just go have one, you know, one consult with a provider, mm-hmm. get them to put you on a routine. And that way you don't have to worry about it, but you need to meet with someone who does it all day, every day mm-hmm. and who experience in it. Um, I am easily influenced on Instagram and I love oh, celebrity. Yeah. I love celebrities too. Um, but when it comes to things that are medical, you need to go to someone who is medically trained and skin is an organ. It's a, it is medicine and it, and these products that that we, we ask people to use are oftentimes medical grade. So, yeah, that's so true. Cause I think it's easy to not view skin as an organ. So just to kind of think like, okay, like so-and-so is telling me to try this, like, let's buy it um, without really thinking like, oh, maybe I should see someone like a medical provider for this. So I I love that you said that too. For sure. What about, because I know I've gotten questions about microneedling since I've been sharing some about it. So I would love to hear you even just kind of talk to that a little bit of like, what is microneedling, why it's important, um, who maybe it would be a good fit for that sort of thing. Yes. So obviously, um, you know, all of this, um, but my favorite thing about microneedling is that it is pretty much safe for anyone, even someone who is pregnant like yourself, um, or breastfeeding, you do have to be topically numbed for it. So we always ask that you get approval from your OBGYN or your midwife, um, to make sure that you're, that's okay. But majority of them are okay with it. Um, so it's safe for any skin type, 
pretty much any age. Um, and then, you know, no matter like what race you are, ethnicity, it mm-hmm. also is safe and inclusive in that way. So I, it's kind of my go-to treatment when someone is new to the skin field. Um, and just to kind of put it out there at skin farm, um, a lot of what we do is so injectable. So we'll do, mm-hmm. you know, Botox fillers, um, and Sculptra or PRP, things like that. But then there's the skin component of it. So like chemical peels and like, we're talking about lasers and microneedling, but yeah. microneedling with PRP is basically where you take, um, little needles and you, kind of rub them against the skin and you are topically numb. So you can speak to this, but, and I've had it done many times. It's very painless procedure. Um, but what you're basically doing is you're stimulating, um, your skin cells. You're, you're basically making tiny controlled injuries to the skin, um, so that it stimulates your skin cells to basically work better. So they produce collagen as part of the healing process. They turn over more quickly. They talk to each other. So they like, you know, spread around nutrients and that type of thing better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also add PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. So that involves a little blood draw. Um, but we basically take your plasma and we microneedle it back into your skin. So again, that helps with boosting collagen, but it also has healing properties in it. So it's going to basically decrease the downtime that you have associated with the procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason I love it also is because it, it basically treats lots of different concerns. So uneven skin tone, texture, and large pores, fine lines, wrinkles. If you have hyperpigmentation, if you have acne scarring, um, if you feel like your skin is dull or dehydrated, it really is a go-to kind of um, one size fits all. This is like the only treatment I know of that really most people are great candidates for and could see benefit from. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that it is one of those like good fit for a lot of people and works no matter stage of life you may be in. Cause I know, yeah. I feel like with some, cause I mean, I feel like I've been in the season the past three years or so where it's like either pregnant or breastfeeding or something where it's like, okay, there's definitely some limitations on what you can and can't get done. So it's right. nice to have something that actually like works because I feel like sometimes some of the like pregnancy safe things, it's like, okay, well, is this even like doing yes. anything. So I think that's what's great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I tell people it's like uh, equivalent to taking your skin to the gym. So it's like mm. if you, we move our bodies and we know that when we move them, um, that the process of like building muscle or something like you're kind mm-hmm. of tearing down that muscle and then it, it kind of comes back yeah. stronger. It's the mm-hmm. same thing when we're doing like very controlled injury to the skin. Mm, that's a really good, um, analogy. And I like that a lot. Um, so you mentioned like other treatments, injectables y'all do at skin farm. And I know that's something we talked about. I think even in my first visit of even just kind of talking about the intersection of like body image and like where that fits in with really like skin treatment in general. But I think, especially thinking more about the like injectables versus just like general, like maintenance of your skin. Um, and I think one thing I appreciate about like you and the work you do is because you have a background in the mental health field too, you can bring in a good perspective, um, versus someone who may not have that background. Um, so yeah, I'm curious, like 
even just in the past years of you being in this field, what are some things that maybe have like come up for you or thoughts just around, um, you know, kind of, I mean, I feel like it's a very nuanced thing and probably like we've even said, like very individual person to person where, you know, someone could get Botox, lip injections, whatever it may be. And it's not coming from this place of like, I need, like, I'm not going to be able to be content in my body until I have XYZ. Whereas there are some people that may feel that way that would show like, okay, maybe there's some deeper work we need to do first. Um, so yeah, I know that's all also like a very just large weighted question, but curious kind of like thoughts that come up for you with that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's funny cause I'll talk to patients and they'll ask me what I used to do. And mm-hmm. they're like, you, you were in mental health. Like how did you <laughs> wind up in aesthetics? Um, yeah. And it makes me laugh, but it also what I've kind of discovered is how much, um, well, first of all, mental health is involved in every single field yes. in some capacity. Yes. Um, but when it comes to how you look and um, potentially changing that in some way, um, I think it actually plays like quite a central role. So I feel so lucky to have that background. I did a lot of work with women, um, young women who, um, struggle with lots of things, but definitely like the eating disorder side of things, uh, body dysmorphia. And I think that is super helpful to me to be able to identify and screen clients really well, um, for that type of issue before I ever treat them, especially, um, when I'm doing an injectable. Um, so I think, I don't have this study in front of me as far as like statistics goes, but Mm -hmm. at at one point, I believe about 15%, um, they were finding in studies that 15% of every aesthetic patient actually had body dysmorphia. So it has come up way more in this field. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would make sense because people who are dissatisfied with their bodies are going to want to be be more likely to want to augment them in some way, right? Definitely. With that being said, there's a whole (laughs) handful of people who purely are in it um, for, you know, not in a reason because they like seriously dislike themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So it serves me quite well in my current population. You and I have talked on this a little bit, but my big thing with my patients, um, and this might be unique to me as a provider, um, but for my personal history and then my my background just in my career, what's really important to me is to figure out why my patients are wanting these things um, and to never, ever create an environment where they are um, like finding something out, out about themselves that they like, don't like. So Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is I have a lot of patients who come in and they're like, what would you do? Just tell me, like, what would you, what do you want? What would you do? Um, and I, I never answer that question. Mm -hmm. I just, I hand them a mirror and I ask them, um, if you could, you know, wave a wand or if you could make improvements or if you had to pick Mm -hmm. out what bothers you, then you tell me what that is. And we can, um, we can work towards improving that. Um, because I don't like to create insecurities in people. Yes. Especially if it's something they never even noticed. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So I work and I look at people's faces all day. Like I assess them in, you know, day in and day out. And so I notice things about people that no other human in their like normal state of mind would ever notice because Mm -hmm. their eyes aren't trained that way. So, um, I have to keep that in the back of my mind. And then, you know, my perspective at the end of the day, if you don't like yourself before you get aesthetic treatments, you won't like yourself afterwards. So figuring out the intention behind um, wanting these is really important for me as a provider and, and patients always have better outcomes if they have realistic expectations and if they don't set out wanting these things because they want to be or look like somebody else. Right. Totally. Yeah. Cause it again, reminds me of like the overlap with just diets, diet culture of like when I've worked with clients in the past who've been on or currently too, who have, you know, been on a million and one diets and lost the weight and gained the weight and all of that. I've never heard someone be like, okay, I finally got to my goal weight and then I was happy because Mm -hmm. it's always, you always want more. And so I could see the same thing being true if you're using injectables kind of to try and fill that void of like, okay, you, you know, get Botox and you have less wrinkles, but then it's still not enough. So you need to use even more units and now you need to do this and need to do that. Um, where you're just running on that hamster wheel instead of addressing more of the root. And then maybe you still are getting some of those injectables, but maybe you find like, I'm getting way less done to create Mm -hmm. more of just like a natural look and still having this like confidence in myself, but not where it's this like obsessive more than Mm -hmm. I need to. Um, And I'm so glad you said that. I remember you saying that in our first appointment of like, if you don't like your body before your skin before, like you're not, gonna like it after either correct yeah and i'm i'm big on that and i think i think that there's a line and Mm -hmm. and i think that that might be my most important role as a provider is figuring out when patients are starting to cross it and and Mm -hmm. it is my responsibility to tell them no um and that is something that i definitely take very seriously and then i definitely do so yeah, I, I I think people end up appreciating that, but you know, there's an injector out there for everyone too. Yeah. And like everyone has different styles. My whole thing is like, I literally cannot go to sleep at night if my patients don't look like themselves. Yeah. Um, but there are some people who have a completely different aesthetic or a different mm-hmm. outcome that they want their patients to achieve. And so if I find a patient that has goals that kind of align with um, someone else, then I just politely refer them to someone else because sure. someone will give them that outcome. Um, mm-hmm. But I have like a serious moral compass and I, yeah. it, I just can't do that um, like personally, but yes. And no judgment either way, because something else I found too, so like in eating disorder or diet culture or things like that, um, like you and I have talked, I'm personally recovered from an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and I, and I have been for eight years. And I remember when I was in recovery or first starting, I would get so angry because I would be around people who were dieting Mm -hmm. and they weren't sick, like not like I was. 
And mm-hmm. so, uh, or like I would have been. And so I think for me, I had to, it's the same concept. Like there are people who can take things to the extreme in almost any industry or any capacity, and they can stay pretty mentally, like in a great place and not hate themselves mm-hmm. and not like go, uh, basically into a dark place. Yeah. Um, and you know, just like that's part of your job as a clinician to screen people for that. Like it's, it's part of my job as well. So I think it can apply to a lot of different industries. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, again, it's the not having that like one size fits all approach because what may, what one person may be able to like tolerate and do, and it, and it comes from a very like mindful place for another mm-hmm. person, it could be like, signs of potential body dysmorphia or just coming from a, you know, kind of disordered place. But I also think it's very, I mean, like you said, there's like an injector out there for everyone. Just like I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm not the dietitian you need to see if you're trying to like drop 50 pounds, there's a dietitian out there who would help you do that. And like, if that's what you want, like go for it. Um, I can tell you the reasons why, you know, there might be other things that would help you more but at the end of the day, people can make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it can be great when providers kind of are clear of like what their line in the sand is kind of checking Mm -hmm. their own moral compass to see like, I know, like, I don't feel right doing this and still having referrals of like, but here's someone that you could see. And it's not like, Oh, they're this horrible person. You should go see them because they'll give you these treatments, but more so like we just have different convictions and different, you know, things that we will and won't do. Yeah. And I believe there's enough to go around for everybody involved. Like there's so many humans in the world and there are things that people are amazing at that I'm not good at and Mm -hmm. vice versa. So it's kind of like, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. And, you know, you can't be the everyone or everything for everyone. It's just not possible. Totally. Yes. Do you find when you're having conversations with clients regarding like, okay, I get that you want this treatment, but I don't know if that's best. Like kind of when you're having those conversations of like, I don't know if this is coming from a good place. Like do people usually handle that well? Are they kind of like caught off guard or defensive or I'm sure there's kind of a little bit of all of the above. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm really lucky in that, at least so far in in that people genuinely tend to, like people generally tend to receive it very well. Yeah, that's Um, what I would think. I definitely am education heavy. Um, Mm -hmm. My client coordinators will probably want to kill me on a daily, not really, (laughs) but um, I tend to run like five or 10 minutes behind because I spend a lot of time talking to my Mm -hmm. patients. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that um, if I take time with them and explain and really educate them um, and empower them, because that's what I think this is my, what I try to do in all of my appointments, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they end up leaving and receiving it very well and actually being very appreciative of it. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And you know this, like people go through life all the time and they never feel seen or they never feel like heard. And 
even if um, I'm not sharing something that they necessarily want to hear, people, I I think it, um, they can feel that it comes from a place of like, I care about you um, and not in a like, no, you shouldn't do that, like a chastise thing, because that's not the intention. Totally. And yeah, I could see it being like a very, something that someone's very appreciative for, because it's also like, they're probably ready to, you know, spend however much money to get these treatments done. And you're like, I'm like, it's not worth the money to me because I don't think this is coming from a good place. Let's like revisit, see where we should take things. Um, Cause I think there's a lot of people in the world who maybe would be from the other perspective of like, I'm just trying to make X amount of money and kind of not really see the person. And so I think that, yeah, it's huge where it's actually letting people feel seen and heard and, you know, taken care of. Um, and mm-hmm. oftentimes, like we were talking about at the beginning, I think skincare is something that can kind of get like left out of the conversation when we're thinking about like taking care of our bodies, mm-hmm. self-care, or people maybe take it to the extreme of like, okay, well, I need to be doing this like amazing face mask every night, which like, sure, go for it if you want. But like, you don't have to do that in the sense of like taking care of yourself. Yeah, no, like there can be balance, just like there can be balance in anything. And when you're in a different phase of your life, then the way you take care of your skin is going to change. Mm-hmm. Like I have moms who are like, I can do three steps. Tell me which ones I should do. Yeah. And, and then I have some people who are like, I want a 17 step skincare routine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's awesome. And both yeah. of those are okay. I will say my one non-negotiable for every single human being is just to put some sunscreen on, just yes. put it on. <laughs> Um, like your self in 10 years will literally thank you so much mm-hmm. if you just wear sunscreen every day. Um, but beyond that, we, we don't have to, um, it, it's easy to take an all or nothing mindset, but it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like that big of a thing. Totally. Gosh. Yes. Younger Dylan needed to probably wear way more sunscreen <laughs> than I did. <laughs> yeah. But, I did too. I yeah. Was, yeah. Oh yeah. Rough time. Yes. It's like, who needs sunscreen? Like I needed to get more tan. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, about- get me off the sunscreen. Yes. I was all about the tan and like anyone who could see me knows that like, I'm not meant to be tan. So I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, well, for people listening, especially any of our people who are local to like Nashville, Franklin area, but even not, cause you share a lot of great stuff on Instagram too, <clears throat> but where can people find you? And then for people who are local, who maybe want to, um, schedule a consult or an appointment with you, um, where can they go for that? Yes. So there's a couple of ways um, that you can book. Um, you can obviously just visit the skin farm website. It'll, you can literally Google skin farm and it'll take you um, walking through the easy steps of booking an appointment. Um, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, you can, um, my username or whatever handle is Taylor Connor and it's T A Y L E R, um, C O N N O R just to really throw people off underscore and um, but I like to just share um, like tips and tricks, like how to make your life easier with skincare. I think life is already way too hard. So taking care of your skin does not have to be that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, also just a way to get to know me. So share a life stuff um, and a lot of my dog on there. So if you like yes, golden retrieve, go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can always DM me on there and I, I can help you get set up for an appointment. You can book online or you can call in the clinic. Amazing. And we'll make sure all that is linked in the show notes too, so people can access it. Love it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I'm so appreciative. So glad to be here. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.